I believe we are all hardwired to be creative. And the thing that makes us uniquely human is our creativity. Welcome to The Spark with Coco the Inspirationist. Join me for conversations with inspiring humans tapped into their creativity and solo chats as I get to know my own. Whether you're looking to spark inspiration, reconnect with your inner creative, or you're just starting to get to know your creative self, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Spark. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm Coco, and I'm so glad you're here. Can you believe it? We are already through the first week in March, and we are just flying right into spring. I'm so excited. If you're new here, I live in Maine, and I'm quickly realizing that March is my is my on-ramp. And now, when I look back, it, it's always like, okay, New Year's intentions, and then, I don't know, there's like a deepness and a quiet that February always brings. But then March always comes along, and I always seem to get inspired to do something kind of bigger. One year it was the 100 Day Project, which was a huge, a huge mile marker in my journey here. I committed to a hundred days of making these little business cards. It was when I was teaching myself uh, hand lettering and it was in the transition from moving to Rhode Island to Philly and I was committed to meeting new people that were doing really interesting stuff in the design world and I had yet to, I had recently you know, decided to embark on this creative journey of of getting to know my creative self, even though I didn't have those words yet. But I knew that I had this untapped potential. And I started to realize that with some practice and dedication, I could teach myself pretty much anything. And I had a real deep desire to learn lettering at the time. So I got these blank business cards, and I committed to making a calling card for myself in as many different styles as possible. I will link in the show notes the post where I shared a bunch of them because they were so cool and they obviously they were all hand done and I was just testing and trying out all different styles with my name and then the beautiful part was that they ended up being little pieces of artwork that I gave out to people that I really cared about. And still to this day, I'm still friends with a lot of those people. And I can remember having like a bunch of them in my hand and being like, here, pick your favorite when I'm handing one over to somebody. And and many people were like, I can't take this. And I was just like, no, no, this is exactly the point. This is exactly what I wanted to do with this project. And so come March and early spring, it's it always feels like, well, a growth period for me. And so this time last year, I was getting ready to really push my podcast out into the world. I set a date, a launch date of April 29th, which is my birthday, as a gift to myself and March and all of April became, you know, the really like pedal to the metal or nose to the grindstone doing the unsexy stuff to get 
this project out into the world. And here we are again in March, and uh, it's happening again. I feel inspired and ready and thrilled to put my my physical artwork into the world. And so I'm launching my Etsy shop officially. If you've been here for a while, I've been talking about my shop and, you know, my whole idea for the podcast uh, originally was to have a piece of artwork for every season of the podcast. And just like so many of my ideas, it was really ambitious and there were so many learning curves that I was trying to get up and over. You know, I, I create this podcast myself. I record, I edit it, I do all of it myself. And there was a lot of learning that needed to happen. And not just learning, but like being comfortable with the process. Now I finally feel like it it layers into my week and folds into my week easily, but for a while it was it was all I felt like I was doing. It took a lot of energy. So you know, back in the first few episodes, I was talking about my shop and putting my shop into the world. And I wanted to launch my shop and on my website and my podcast at the same time. And, you know, you can go to my website and you can order. There's one print on there, my Let It Be Easy print. And you can go ahead and do that. But that kind of the inspiration there kind of like faded. And now all of a sudden I feel really compelled to open an Etsy shop and I get, I've gotten really excited to open that doorway. I mean, I have piles of work that are just collecting dust, literally collecting dust and virtual dust. And anytime I kind of see them or accidentally stumble across them, I have this feeling of like, oh my gosh. I'm not doing you justice. And now I finally am so excited to launch my Etsy shop. So now my goal, my new 30-day challenge that I think I've spoken about on this podcast already is every day in March, as much as I can, just touching the shop, doing little things every day to get familiar and comfortable and up over that learning curve again. And my big 30-day challenge in April is I'm launching one piece of artwork every day in April, which feels like a really big undertaking for me. It is a commitment to my work and to this bigger vision for my business. And, you know, I hope you guys can take inspiration from setting a goal and walking towards it. So that being said, I have got a lot on my plate right now and this season of the podcast as you'll hear me talk about inside this episode I really was trying to now that I feel more comfortable podcasting and editing and you know doing all the pieces to get this out into the world this season I made a commitment to myself to release the perfectionism release the expectation that I have to do so much work ahead of time and have so much planning and trust that the universe will deliver the people I need. Like my job is to set the intention for the season. And this season is all about creativity and spirituality. And, you know, I had a few people in mind to invite on and I'm doing 10 episodes per season 
and I'm trying to do about five conversations and five solos. I had a few people in mind and I did the first episode, just the solo, and I'm trusting that the people that are supposed to be here with us in conversation will reveal themselves and it absolutely has been the case. And this episode in particular has been the the quickest turnaround I've ever had. I'm so proud of this conversation. The conversation was it lit me up. I mean, I was I was just on fire the entire time. I found you know, another person like myself. And um, her name is Hannah Carroll. She is a mindset coach. And actually, today is Wednesday, March 9th. And I asked her on Monday, I got the, the bright, shiny download to have her on the podcast on Monday. I asked her on Monday. And then, you know, the normally I would ask, I would, I would be like, you know, let me know what works in the next couple weeks or here's my Calendly and, you know, we'll set something up. But I then got the second little nudge to be like, why don't you just ask her to see if she can do it tomorrow? What's the harm? She can always say no. And so she said that she could do it Tuesday. And here we are on Wednesday morning at seven o'clock and I'm recording the intro and outro and editing it all up and it'll be out this afternoon. And I'm so proud. I'm so proud of all of it. The content inside the conversation is so nourishing. And, you know, mindset has mindset work has really been the thing that has gotten me to this place. Being self-taught, it's the mindset work along with learning the skill set. I can learn the skill set, but if I'm not rewiring and reprogramming those old stories, those limiting beliefs, it's going to be no good. I'm going to be just sitting on all this skill without being available to share it. So mindset has been the thing that I have simultaneously worked on as I've been growing into this, this role as being an entrepreneur. So this conversation is incredible. So many nuggets. And I'm also relaxing into just allowing you guys to really feel and be a fly on the wall for this conversation. I'm not over editing it. I'm just letting it be. And so I hope you enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, I give you my new sweet friend, Hannah Carroll. I don't know if this happens to you or not, but the minutes before I jump on, I'm always just like, I want to burn it down. I just want to <laughs> Even it happens with like my therapist, like, like all the time. And obviously the good stuff's right on the other side, but yeah. I'm so glad you said that because I feel that way all the time and, and with things I love, yes. you know? Yeah. Even with things that I love and then I feel guilty about it. And it's like, man, like what's under it. I think for me, it's just like energy, you know, like when I'm like, Oh, this client right now. Like, it's not like I don't want to, I'm just tired or I'm afraid I'll be tired or like whatever, like running out of time to do other shit. And it's just every time you do it right. If the magic is on the other side, you're like, 
Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like already planning after we're done. I'm like, I'm going to need to like take care of my energy on the other side of this because it will be bedtime, but I will be flying, like flying high. So thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Uh, I've been trying to, to honor the downloads. It's been kind of like how I've been navigating my creative journey. And I know you and I just met So I, I love this because I've been thinking about this and it's happened to me a lot lately where it's like, I'll meet somebody and I'll just like, no, it's an energetic match. And it's like, okay, we're soul friends. Like I'm already like friends with your soul. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And then, but then there's like endless stuff to learn about you. And I just went away with a girlfriend of mine where I feel like her and I are so close. And the things that she told me about her, you know, her past, I'm just like, I had no idea, but I felt like I knew you so well. So I love these, these opportunities where we can just be back and forth. And yeah. So thank you so much for being here. I would love it if we start off by just sharing who you are and what's the magic that you're bringing to the world right now. Oh, that's such a beautiful question. I'm Hannah. I'm a mindset coach and I help women get unstuck and into fulfilling careers. So that's, I guess what I do for work. I live in Colorado. I grew up in Ohio, spent some time in Seattle and now Colorado. And now I'm on a road trip with my man in an unconverted ambulance. So that's a little bit about me. And I believe that my power that I'm bringing to this world and kind of my why, my mission is to bring people their power is to bring people the tools and like the knowing to be in their power to help them discover their power to harness their power to be in their power and it's it's always been that way no matter what i do whether it's i was a recruiter i was a gym manager i was a fitness professional right it was all to bring people their power oh that's so beautiful and it's so interesting when i was trying to brand myself, uh, for this kind of like new chapter last winter, I had this fertile void because previous to that last year, my mom struggled with like a major mental health crisis. And it, it made, it made me set everything else down. It made me set Mm. everything down because things got so crazy. And in that quiet, it was like that moment where you're like, what do I want to pick back up? Because right? It's, it's that notion of like, and I think we can do this at any time during the year, any time we're feeling stuck. If I were to burn this all down, what would I build back up and like move towards that? Because that is the only way that we are going to keep being on this creative endeavor we call life, right? And have it feel good and authentic, right? Mm -hmm. We can go through life and feel inauthentic and not so good and not really understand why, but it's like, you have to follow what feels alive. That's, that's the, that's it. Like that's it. And that's everything. And like, if you can apply that in physical activity, perfect. If you can apply that in your job, perfect. If you can find do it creatively with like, with everything, it's yeah. like we have this, this knowing, and we just forget that it's there and we need people like you and like me, that we can be mirrors to remind right. people of their power. Oh girl. Coco, you are just lighting my ass up right now. I think that like what you are describing was COVID for so many people, right? Because for so many people, it did burn to the ground. And for me, it did literally burn 
everything to the ground. And now I'm a mindset coach. And I used to be afraid to say that, like, I really became a mindset coach during COVID. I'm a little baby mindset coach, but I don't care anymore because I know my power in it. Yeah. So it was that. And it's so funny that you say that because just two days ago I was in Moab and my friend Mick is one of the most like unassuming dudes. I met him on couch surfers. I slept in his spare room. He's like this six, four, like gentle giant, always covered in paint. His house is a mess and he's incredible. And I, I, he's like an artist, right? And his house is like a sculpture in and of itself. And the reason I'm telling a story is because I've known him, you know, two times now and we've kept in touch. And I just found out that at one point he was like almost a billionaire. And in 2008, everything burnt down for him. And he realized after that, like, none of this matters. This billionaire life I live, these cars, this house, this swimming pool, none of it matters. And all he wanted to do was art. And now he lives this incredible, like, self-proclaimed, quote unquote, dirtbag life in, in Moab and, like, does art and drinks espresso with the locals. And he just is all love. He's so loved. Happy, right? Like he's happy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so interesting. Um, I feel that so deeply when I was, uh, I think when I was 14 or 13, my house burnt down. So I have this, you know, everything got built back up. It was fine. Right. We made it through, but my mom's mantra was just like, everything can be replaced. Like, it doesn't matter. And of course I was like 14 and like, my things were really important to me. And, you know, I was really developing friendships and stuff, but I learned at that age, like that crystallized in me that this is all just stuff. And Mm -hmm. so it's interesting because like, I'm not motivated by stuff. I'm not motivated Mm -hmm. by money. Uh, I mean, I suppose I think, right. It's, it's please, this is like such privilege. And I know that (laughs) sure. Because I don't have to, because um, I don't have to worry about where my next paycheck comes from. I'm I'm not motivated by money, and so I'm I lately I've just been so motivated by what feels good because it's I've just had this realization that this is it, this is it, this right now is it. When you're an entrepreneur and when you're building something and trying to like have like a bird's eye view and then be like really granular and getting the shit done and like pulling back and in and out. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of work to do it all yourself. And I say this all the time, make it up as you're going along, right? Like identify your gifts, figure out how you can serve and also do it joyfully. That's it for me. Right. But to figure it all out, is so hard. We're always reaching and stretching and looking forward and planning and figuring out how to package ourselves in this way and that and whatever. I am a stay-at-home mom. I'm a military wife. And my boys this year just went off to school for the first time. I, for the first time, I actually have space. And I did exactly what I was hoping to do back when I was teaching myself graphic design and teaching myself hand lettering back like four years ago. I was like, when those boys are in school, time, like I am not going to be one of those women that doesn't know what to do with her time. Right. But the downside to that, I had to be very careful to not get into the slippery slope of like, just worrying about being so productive with this time that I have now that I, I I'm like losing my peace. Like I have, I have a very 
comfortable life if I allow it, or I can be stressed out about pushing this thing up the hill. And so finding that balance for me has been the thing. Keep talking to my therapist about it. Like just finding the joy. Like I'm just looking for ease and joy, ease and joy. Mm. If I, if my life can be filled with ease and I don't mean easy, but just like ease filled and joyful, like for, I can find that right now. That that has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with anything else. Right. Yes. From there, it's just like, everything is abundant. Oh my God, Coco. I cannot, like when you say you just had a download to talk every time you talk and the last thing that like, you're going to say, cause I can almost like feel it. I freak out and I have a moment and I'm like, I literally was saying to myself, you create it now. And then you said you create it now. And there is this incredible book called creating money, attracting abundance. Have you ever read it? No. Mm-mm. It will absolutely blow your mind for anyone listening to this right now. If you're one of Coco's people, I know you will love it. Creating money, attracting abundance. I've read it four times. It'll blow your fucking socks off. It's insane. The premise behind all of this. And like, let me just say that I have like a trauma of being in lack and out of money because my parents went through the 2008 recession as architectural entrepreneurs. Nobody was building shit, right? My family. Right. So I have a trauma around money and money is important to me. And I, that's something that I get to work through in this lifetime. And, um, in this book, they say, well, what are you attracting? What are you creating? What are you manifesting? Right. And for me, it's like, well, money, right. Is one of the things that I'm creating, manifesting. And then they ask, well, what is the essence of that? And for me, it's freedom. It's always been freedom. It'll always be freedom, the freedom to explore, the freedom to live with ease, just like you're saying, creating ease each and every day. And it, that again, then boils down to how do you create that essence right now? Because if you cannot create that essence right now, money will never give it to you. Yeah. And you have to be able to feel it. Like you have to be able to vibrate at it. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. When you, um, I've been kind of off of Instagram recently, but all of a sudden I get back on and I see this friggin' ambulance that you guys are, (laughs) that your boyfriend is converting. And I was just like that. I think that's might've been like why the download came through because immediately I was like, Yup. She, like, I, I had a feeling that you were like actively creating your own version of your life, you know? But when I saw that ambulance, I was just like, oh my gosh. Yes. And I think that this season of my podcast, it's, um, the intersection of creativity and spirituality and, Mm. and, you know, I wouldn't have necessarily like, had I made a list of everybody that I thought would fit into that category, maybe a mindset coach, might not have been like my first thing, but the more I think about it and feel into it Mm -hmm. and actually like release my goal this, this season was to not do a ton of pre-planning and actually release it to the universe and trust that, you know, the right people are going to come, right? Like I asked you yesterday, we're recording today and this is actually coming out tomorrow. And that is like, outrageously quick for me. And um, that is very like, look at me. I am flying by the seat of my pants, but that is a goal of mine to release, release a little bit and just 
just like be fully present in this moment and then turn around and release it because I was, I would record and then let it sit there for a while. And then like the energy for, at least for me, it would dissipate. And so seeing you and, and watching you kind of like learning about how you're doing life, that is you honoring your spirit, right? Your essence. And that to me is spirituality. So I would love to know what you have to say about, about kind of like the spirituality, creativity, creating your life connection. Totally. And you know, it's so funny. Like this is just proof that mindset is kind of everything. And maybe not in a way that we all know or understand, but first of all, the entire reason that I am who I am today. And like, I'm in a basement in Salt Lake and I don't even know whose room this is, to be honest. And I'm traveling in an ambulance and I work for myself two years ago, Coco, no fucking way would I do that. I was the biggest control freak. I knew exactly how much money coming in, coming out, what I was doing every minute of every day. Right. And the whole reason that I'm able to be this person is because of the mindset work that I've done. Mindset is mindset work is everything. It is. And you know what it allows? And this kind of comes into your, your question, which I hope to like loop back in and answer what up with the creativity and like the spirituality kind of thing for me and for the people who I serve doing the mindset work allows us to discover our beliefs that currently are blocking us from being the creative free spirit that we get to be right. Like, I felt like I had to have a nine to five to be secure, right? I feel like I had to be in supply chain management to be worthy of living, of being loved. Like I was with somebody in relationship who I felt like I had to make a shit ton of money in order to be loved by him, right? Like my current partner could give a shit less. He's so unmotivated by money and so funny because I'm the opposite, Um, but it's so crazy. This mindset work is what has allowed me to release. And you said the word release. And I'm like, dang, that's what it is, right? Like I'm releasing the old stories. I'm releasing the old traumas that hold me in patterns and beliefs, keeping me stuck in places that I don't love, which don't allow me to be creative. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. cause we all have it. We, we were all children. We were all available to it. Right. And then it's just that mm. slow, like layering of the the programming that we're given unintentionally for the most part, right? Like your parents did the best that they could, I'm sure. And my parents did the best that they could on two, you know, fixed incomes. We didn't have abundance. There was like, I, I, a year ago, I started working on my scarce, on my abundance mindset when it came to money, my money mindset. And it was just a way to get into, abundance mindset in general, but like, for me, it was money. I felt like I had to hold on to it. Right. Like I couldn't spend it. I had to like, and I was just so rigid. And that now has permeated so much of my life, my life of the like shifting from scarcity to abundance and trying to, Mm. it's become like this, this challenge to me. It's like, can I, where else can I apply it? How can I practice this? Because I feel so much more peace when I'm just orientated towards abundance, it doesn't mean like abundance doesn't necessarily mean that I'm just like constantly pulling it in and like counting all my coins, like, you know, Rouge McDuck, there is a piece for me at least that comes with releasing the scarcity. Mm, Yeah. I love that a lot. Um, (laughs) 
laughing to myself and your Coco's probably looking at me like she has her eyes closed. I <laughs> close my eyes a lot when I'm like tapping into myself for the universe. Um, and you say the word peace. If anyone out there, if you ever want to hack my MacBook, here's the freaking password. It's <laughs> wealthy and at peace. Yeah. Right. Because to me, um, I used to think that like wealth would create peace and I've never changed the password since I bought this computer at like, by the way, and I bought it when I, when I quit my job at the beginning of COVID and then became unemployed. So LOL that since then I've recognized that peace comes and then money follows when you create the peace, when you create the joy, when you create the freedom, then the money kind of follows. It's not the other way around. If it's, you know, you create the money and then the peace and then the joy, then the freedom, you will never get the peace, the joy, the freedom. But when you say the word peace, I'm like creating peace now allows creativity, right? And how do we create peace? We unlock our, our bullshit mindsets. We unlock our blocks so that we can have peace right now so that we can truly be creative, right? Yeah. I mean, I've been doing a lot of work on my body, my, my relationship with my body and I want peace there too. Like if, if we could somehow calculate all the thoughts that, that, that are not peaceful, whether it's restricting myself when it comes to money or yeah. restricting myself when it comes to like joy or when it comes to food or whatever, like yeah. I'm tired of losing. I want peace in all those places. I want right. to bring my vibration up and just be available for more because mm. it's right there for us. It's mm -hmm. right fucking there. It's right there. It's right there. I love that. <laughs> and like the, then comes, <laughs> go, go, I love you. And then comes like the question of like, okay, I want peace. And I'm the same with you, by the way. Like when I like notice that I'm not having peace about like my body image, like I have to, or I'm not having peace about my relationship, or I'm not having peace about creating this new piece of content or creating this offering for the world. Then I get to ask myself, like, what feels so goddamn unpeaceful about this? And excuse my French. I didn't ask you before if I was allowed to use French on this podcast. <laughs> French <laughs> is acceptable. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, you have to, like the mindset work is asking yourself. I feel triggered in this situation. I'm not feeling peaceful. I'm feeling turmoil. I'm feeling X, Y, Z and asking yourself why. And then again, asking yourself why, and then going deeper and deeper and deeper and following the feelings and following the fear and asking yourself where something came from and asking yourself why, 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 knowing that I wear the glasses, the goggles of my previous experience and my previous traumas. And once you can see where something comes from and have the awareness of like, oh, this is not actually the highest truth. This like turmoil I'm holding, this lack of peace that I'm holding. It doesn't have to be this way. It's a belief. It's a false truth. You can release it. And then once you've released it, you can have peace and then you can have creativity. And by the way, I am not like here as like a shaman, higher Lord and like my meditation, like, no, like I, I actually do this process on a daily basis. Like whenever it comes up, it came up an hour ago. So yeah, yeah we all, we're all there. There is nobody that is above this work. It's whether or not we're willing to do the work. I believe, at least I found to be true that there's, it's like a journey to, it's, mm. it's not just like, 
um, I have aware, like, I want to change this. I have awareness and now it's gone. Mm. I feel like there's a, there's a, a, a knowing period where you're like, I know I don't like this and I know I want to change it. And then you just like, see the, the, you have to see the, 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 the things that you want to change, like when the thoughts come up, I just yeah. don't, I want to be clear to my audience. Like, it's not like yeah. you have one thought and then we ask <laughs> it why, why, and then we like dis- make it disappear. There's definitely mm-hmm. like an, a, a noticing phase, totally. but then for me, at least there becomes like this threshold of, I get kind of sick of my own bullshit. And like, (laughs) I've noticed it enough. And now all of a sudden it kind of just tips over into the, like, I'm ready to reframe it and move on. And (laughs) it's a long, you know, it's not, some things of course can be quick, but I think that it's a, it's it's definitely just an investment in, in our own peace. And that's always a worthy endeavor. I love what you call you said it's a knowing period, right? It's not like just awareness and it changes, awareness, it changes, like a knowing period. I just wrote that down because I love that. Um, and I guess I'm, I'm thinking of it as like almost a practicing phase. Like you get yeah. to practice. I think it's important to acknowledge that because mindset work to people that don't do it might seem hard or might mm. might feel uncomfortable. And it it is uncomfortable. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> recently I've been, I've been trying to reframe thoughts about my body because in this past season, I allowed myself to be slower. I allowed myself to be, to, I live in Maine, to hibernate a bit, you know, and I'm allowing myself to trust that at, in this next season, I will, it's not like I will never move again. Yeah. I will feel motivated to move. And I don't have to shame myself, but along with that grace I've given myself, I've also put on a few pounds. And so it's in, and normally I would have in the past been like, oh, we got to put a plan together. We got to, you know, I'm going to do this. And, and I'm just like, wait a second, that's not really bringing me peace. Like Mm -hmm. that is just more, it's motivated from a shameful place. And I said, what if I can just allow it? And what if I can embrace the idea that like, I am equally as worthy in this body as I was four months ago. Like that to me was pretty freaking revolutionary, but also a really, really easy. Of course I am. I don't know how to explain it other than like, I don't know. I've just been really focusing on those thoughts. If that person was worthy, this person certainly is worthy. Cause look at this beautiful work and connection I get to make. Oh. That feels incredible. And that, ha- and that has nothing to do with the tiny little changes that have happened on the outside of my body. Right. Wow. And yes. so, and so I've been trying to everywhere kind of like clean up, just do a little cleaning up and see <laughs> And what kind of extra energy is going to be available to me if I can just kind of like get rid of that stuff that wasn't serving me, you know? Man, Coco, once again, I'm like thinking something and you're saying it and I'm like, what is going on? You guys, this is like kismet energy. Like this is flow for me. And what came up for me when you were describing your experience with, wow, like maybe I have a couple pounds more, but look how like worthy I am still. And it doesn't matter. Like 
what I was thinking is I was just in Hawaii and like, by the way, like I live in Colorado, I'm also hibernating. <laughs> like I don't go outside unless I snowboard. So I go to Hawaii and I'm like, mm, I'm a little bit fluffier than I was last time I was here in Hawaii. And what ended up happening is like this healing experience, right? And we talk about like the awareness of what needs to change. And then we're going through a practicing phase. Like, first of all, I'm feeling like, whoa, I'm feeling a little chunky. And then I'm like, whoa, I'm feeling like I'm a little bit strange because I haven't been around a lot of people and I feel socially awkward. And I have this opportunity to go to this incredible festival where everyone it's like alcohol free and people are just doing like mind expanders if it suits them. And everyone is like so loving. And I had the opportunity to do what we call that knowing period or that practicing phase where I'm like, I feel a little bit fluffy. I feel like I'm a little bit strange or awkward socially. And I get to show up anyway to this festival. And that awareness of what I was going through and how I didn't want to show up because of that awareness and then showing up anyway was the knowing period, the practicing period, the healing period. What did I do? I was like crying at a sound healing ceremony with 50 strangers bawling at the front of like this the situation. And I was so loved by all these people around me that could give a fuck less about how much I weighed, that could give a fuck less about if I was strange, which I'm not, right? I just feel that I am. And I think that is the letting go, which allows like the peace. Yeah. And then also collecting the evidence, pushing yes. through and yes. then collecting the evidence and that yes. the stuff that we worry about is not, it doesn't matter to other people. What matters is connection. That's what matters is connection. Bottom line, if I show up and connect with you, nothing else matters. I mean, my body does not have anything to do with anybody else anyways, but I also am not going to like lose my peace over it more easily said than done. But I think that, but it just is so, it's so right there for us. And we just have to get out of our own way. I love that you, this is such a universal thing, right? Like we all feel different ways about ourselves, um, I, about our work. Something I've been trying to do because I have these perfectionistic tendencies. I call myself a recovering perfectionist. (laughs) And actually the first iteration of this podcast was going to be Perfectionists Anonymous. Isn't that such a great name? So good. If anybody wants it, they can have it. I have awesome lettering artwork for it. It's like inside a head and the letters are inside. Gorgeous. But what ended up happening was that I just couldn't get it off the ground for whatever reason. And I think it was just because I had done so much work around it that I wasn't, I just didn't want to talk about my flaws. You know, I, I wanted to hold space for the things that lit me up. And my husband's like, so what lights you up? And I'm like, ideas, inspiration, and creativity. And he's like, so do that. And I was like, okay, (laughs) the spark it is. But with my perfectionist ways of creating artwork, and I'm also, I I taught myself everything. So sometimes I feel like there's gaps in my, I mean, I know that there's gaps in in my knowledge, right? Because I only learn the things that I'm interested in, but I try to, and, and I can be very, 
I can make work to a, to a place where it's like, it's really great. And I know my work is really great, but then I can get lost in like, once I hit this threshold, nobody else notices anything Mm. I change from here up. And so if I'm going to like stay in a project beyond great, then I, it, I have to know that that's just for me and it's not going to affect anybody else. And that's kind of like worrying about, you know, how I look, it's like, nobody else is interested in that. And if they are, they're not my people or they're not, that's not for me, you know? So the, the mantra I've, I've taken on is it's great enough, or I'm great enough because it's good enough. Didn't feel good enough for me Mm. for whatever reason. It always felt like it was always like, eh, it's good enough, but it's great enough is great enough. And that's, it's like a cue for me. That's great enough. And then I'm like, okay, I got to move on because yeah, we're done here. I love, gosh, I love this conversation. Um, That's like, that's so beautiful. And Coco, I don't even know if you know this about me because you haven't been on Instagram lately, but a huge, huge part of my work is helping what I say is recovering perfectionists. Like it's an actually massive 95% of my clients are recovering perfectionists. And I can't even tell you how kismet this conversation is like so ironic because literally two minutes before we were getting on this call, I was finishing the Canva artwork for my masterclass. That's next week. It's free masterclass. And it is I wasn't even going to tell anyone what it was about because it's just the number one mindset that's keeping you stuck, period. That's it. If you want to know what it is, you got to show up. But I will tell you, Coco, (laughs) and people who are listening, it's about perfectionism. And like what you were saying earlier about collecting evidence, I call it proving it to yourself. Mm -hmm. And what so many of my clients get to do is notice when they're doing the perfectionism thing. That's the awareness part. And then they get to do the practice part and then they get to be gone from it. Right. Like we get to say goodbye to perfectionism and it's slow. Right. I still have some of those recovering perfectionist tendencies, but it's a, it's just, we move through it over time, but the proving it to yourself part is being like, ah, I'm doing the perfectionist thing. Nope. This is great enough. Putting it out there impacting lives, realizing that. And then you have proof, you have evidence, you've collected it and you're like, holy shit, I don't have to be crazy perfectionist anymore. I can just be creative. Yeah. Because my work is worthy and I am worthy and it's all Mm. great enough, right? If I'm willing to show up for it, it's great enough. And I don't have to like torment myself and hold myself back for me it was a lot of like, I wouldn't even share my work yeah. or like, like I'd put it on Instagram cause it's safe. Right. I don't have to ask anybody for anything other than like a fucking two second stop in the school, right. you know, like yeah. I'm not even asking you to comment, like just, just, just Hi. pause, you know, yeah. <laughs> the algorithm, you like it a little bit, you know? And so getting my, like I'm launching my Etsy shop in April actually right fun fact um (laughs) I launched my podcast on April 29th last year which was my birthday and I gave it I I set my birthday as the launch date because it is a gift to me to put this work out into the world because Mm. these conversations are so friggin' life-giving right it was on my heart 
And I, and it took me two years and, you know, we moved, there was COVID. I'm a stay at home mom with kids running around. Like, of course there's a hundred reasons why it took me forever, but I was like, I gave it to myself as a birthday present. And then I spent all of April doing all the things to get it out there. And now I'm doing the same thing. And every day in April, I'm dropping one piece of artwork in my Etsy shop. And so 30 pieces in a row, I'm super stoked about it because because I'm making all this up, right? Like I'm making up this launch, I'm, but that feels alive to me. It feels like a lot of work. I mean, not work, but like 30 yeah. days of showing up, of dropping, you know, a piece every day. That's incredible. I mean, I already have it because I've yeah. so much work and not shared it, you know? And so, <laughs> yeah. so finally I get to put these babies out into the world. And the realization I've had is that if I do the work, to keep my spirit clean, meditate, yeah. move, do the things that fill my soul, fill my cup, then I get to be this fertile soil for inspiration. And my job is to show up and be the vessel for the inspiration. It's not my job. This is the new part that I'm holding on to. It is not my job to find the person to buy my work. It is my job to translate the inspiration and set it free. Mm. And like the setting free part always felt so, I always felt so like, uh, I was so worried about people not caring, but that's not my job. My job is to be the vessel, to show up and to be the magician, to translate the non-physical to the physical and then release it and then send the ripples out. So okay, go, you did a lot of typing. <laughs> no, I, you said if I fertilize myself, that I'm like something like if I fertilize myself, then I'm fertile soil. And yeah. I, I mean, if I take so care, huge. well, I see, I see uh, my creative self as compost and putting all these things in like the things that delight me and the things that I enjoy and rest and play and exercise mm. and all those things that are seemingly unrelated, but you put them all into the soil. Like, you know, all the things that yeah. compost gets that feel really random and, yeah. you know, and, but like, it all comes together and makes this beautiful nutrient dense place yeah. where inspiration can, can land. And I, I don't know if you've read big magic, but that was a, yeah. I wrote that down. Go, oh, go. I was like, I gotta mention big magic. Well, yeah, that's where this all came from is that book put so much clarity into what I've been organically feeling ideas are swirling around looking for a host. And so I figure if I can be the most well version of myself and, and here's the thing, I used to hold on to ideas so tight and squeeze them and be a perfectionist around them so hard. And because I was yeah. so worried that like, I don't know that like it, nothing would else would come, which nothing will come if I treat it that way. But once I flipped it and was like, I have endless ideas. There is evidence to that. Yeah. And, the, and the more holistically well I am, the more they will come. And that has a hundred percent been the case. A hundred percent. That's so amazing. You know, and I was thinking earlier, what you're describing was kind of what I call like your tools, right? Your tools to make yourself like holistically well. 
And uh, whether that's like kettlebells for you, or like you like to do yoga, snowboard, traveling, whether traveling lights your soul up and allows you to be creative or like going to karaoke or cooking with your mom, like it literally does not matter. And like, you can't let anyone else tell you what you should do to fertilize your soul. Like, yeah, we, you know, we should all probably like move our bodies in some way. Cause that's probably a good idea. And like, maybe eat a vegetable or two and like some water. Cause that's like, you know, like literally like that's science. Of, Fair like, minimum. Yeah. <laughs> right. But like, who am I to tell you to do yoga? Who am right. I to tell you to like go snowboarding? Because those are the things that work for me. It's like, no, it's like what lights you on fire and allows your soul to like light so that you can create big magic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Be fertile. Yeah. Be fertile. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we as a culture identify that our physical bodies are important to take care of and that our mental health is important to take care of. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah. But I believe there's that third piece of Spiritual. our creative self. I think it's our creativity. I think it's mm. I think it's our creativity. It's what makes us uniquely human. It's what we're hardwired to do. It's how we've gotten to this moment in time. And we forget that, like, I think in this capitalist society, it's productivity is so important and monetize and like all this, but what about hobbies and the things that delight you? And what about making just for fun? Like for the longest time, I couldn't make anything because I was so worried about wasting materials on something that wasn't good. And it's like, oh, uh, yeah who the fuck cares? And when, I, <laughs> when I had my first baby, I, I forced myself to go into the basement and like, just, I was just like, I'm going to use paper. Like even that felt because of my scarcity mindset of wasting stuff. I I've always been a creative person and I, I took watercolor art classes at this art studio when I was little and my aunt was a professional artist, but I always knew my stuff, the materials were expensive. Like it was all, it was never thrown in my face, but it was always clear that like, this is all very intentional. We're intentionally spending this money. So like, go do a good job, kind of go show up for it because this stuff is expensive. And I've taken, I took that into adulthood. And now, now recently, the beginning of the year, I did this 30 day intuitive painting project. And I now have, I am just filling up this. I bought a new notebook just for that, like a new mixed media pad. Yeah. And my goal is to just fill it up. Just my husband's like, just waste some freaking paint. Cause he's all, <laughs> I used to just like be so careful, you know? And now I'm like smearing it on and like just using tons and tons of paint. And it feels so good. It feels so good. But I had to force myself to do it. I had to give myself challenges to get through it. You know, all these limiting beliefs and like old programming is just it's uh, icky. Mm, first of all, your husband is the bomb dig. He's all awesome. second of all, yes. Like literally what you're describing is, and for people out there that are listening, like this is like the epitome of mindset work is identifying the old programming, recognizing that it was a learned experience, like for you and for me as well. I don't know about everyone out there, but I learned in art class, do not waste the paint. Yeah. It's expensive. Do not mess up the paintbrushes. They're expensive and that's fine. And that's dandy. But how are the things that we've learned, these programmed beliefs, how are they blocking us? 
from being our creative self. And this mm -hmm. is like the most oh. perfect example. Of I, I don't know if you plan on having children or not, but if you do yes. get fucking ready because <laughs> they are like, it is simultaneously, they are a mirror and the most beautiful opportunity to reparent yourself. So mm. like it is, it is the, my best, my best creative challenge of my life is to pour into these humans and, and help them realize their abundance from the fucking beginning. And honestly, our goal as parents is to keep the amount of reprogramming necessary in the future to a minimum. Sure. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so we just, you know, we're, we're really great together and very intentional, but it's hard because we're on a budget too. You know, it's not like there is endless everything, right? right so it's right. so interesting to try and like walk that line of feeling abundant, but yeah. not having you. Oh, I wanted to mention to you in the middle of like working on my abundance mindset when it came to money and a really fun way that I figured out that I could play in that energy is over tipping because it's only oh. like, a few extra dollars or whatever. So like, to me, that's not that much money, right, but right. like blowing out a tip. Felt oh, over, tip over tipping. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, what is she talking? Like a glass? I'm like, what yeah, is that? No, over tipping on a bill, right? Uh, because it's only a few extra dollars, but right. it feels like, I mean, we're so used to doing the math uh, you know, yeah. like doing yeah, yeah, yeah. percent or whatever, but like tipping 50% felt like, fancy, right? but it's really not that <laughs> much money. And, and, but it allowed me to get into that place of like abundance Abundant. and sharing. Isn't that great? Coco, like you're just in my head because this, this is one of my favorite ways to tell the universe. I trust that I'm abundant and I will share my abundance. Like it's not even for me. It's so I can share for other people who are waiting on me. Cause I've waited too. And I just think that it's such a wonderful experience. And my sister who you guys might know, Bridget Carroll, she's well by Bridget on Instagram. She came to Seattle to visit me when I lived there. And we stopped at this really like cutesy, like organic little cafe for brunch. And the bill was 50 bucks. And when she got it, she was paying for us. And when she got it, she goes, watch this. And in the tip, she wrote down $50. And she goes, my favorite way to be abundant is to tip 100% and put it down. And I just started crying. I was like, that's so freaking beautiful. And I mean, it just goes to show how much of like a lover you are because you're like, how can I be abundant by giving to people? Like that's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And I, you know, I love to give my work away too and share my work, but it almost feels now I feel like I'm in this new space of launching, launching my shop and like, how can I, you know, I'm, I'm making like extra stuff to put in with the, the orders and stuff. And that oh, yeah. was really fun to me and really cool. beautiful. I made this, um, I had this idea that I love this ideas are so fascinating to me. I have tons of them and I had this idea for a postcard, um, that where like for my brand, I would give away this postcard or maybe give two postcards away one for the person and one for somebody to, for that person to share it with somebody else and have yeah. my art, my artwork on it. And so, um, I'm super excited because I just designed one today that says 
it's actually that piece right here. And it says, you are doing a great job. And it's not great. I love it too. I, I tell people that I tell people all the time because I don't feel like even like my kids' teachers, I make sure to let them know that they're doing a great job and like write it. Like you say it out loud, say it out loud. Like give that joy to somebody, give that, that, that feeling um, to somebody. And I just think I was listening to a podcast one day and it was like this woman, she was just like, I just want to tell you, you're doing a great job. If you're listening to this, I know you're doing a great job. And I just started crying. And I was like, I needed to hear that. And I think a lot of us, you know, we're all trying so hard in all the ways. And so I'm really excited to include this, this postcard in with my packaging. And I'm going to have a little, just a little note that says like, please send this off, you know, send it to somebody else because we're all trying so hard and Mm. I see you. And so anyways, I think that that I love just even like sharing money, sharing artwork, but just sharing energy that it, that's what it comes down to for me. Mm, just like we are right now, right? Yeah, totally. With the world. I could talk to you forever. I knew this is exactly how it was going to go. And so I'm so happy that, um, that it, that you made the time for me. I really appreciate it. And so quickly, this has been, this is like the universe. I call it taking inspired action. And I find that when I take inspired action, there is a transfer of energy that comes. Mm -hmm. And I think that like anytime an idea or a download taps me and I don't take action on it, it kind of like, sometimes if it's really big, it'll come a couple of times, but Mm. then if I ignore it enough, it just, it doesn't feel alive anymore. And then even if I think Uh, about it, then I feel like I didn't do it justice or I didn't take, there's like, it's not alive anymore. And so when I get the download, I ask, and sometimes they're big asks and it makes me feel silly, you know, jumping into somebody's DM and being like, I know you're really busy. Actually, I don't, (laughs) I don't say that because it, that, that is just like apologizing and I don't do that anymore, but yes, (laughs) I'm right. I'm so glad that, uh, the, the, the download came and you said, yes. So thank you so much. Will, do you have anything else you wanted to say? I saw you typing. No, I, I wrote down for myself, like for, for you, it's uh, you're doing a good job. And for me, it's, you are enough. So if anyone out there needs to hear it, you are enough, you do enough, you have enough. You are yeah. enough. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's how I end every episode. I say ah! you are worthy. You are enough. That's so funny. And you have a podcast too. Why don't you tell everybody about your podcast? Yes, you guys, my podcast is the Life Bits podcast. So it's small doses of insight and inspiration to help you live your best life, the Life Bits podcast. And my Instagram is best life by Hannah, like living your best life. And it's Hannah with one H. And I'd love to see you if you um, are hearing this and go follow me, send me a DM and just be like, oh, I heard you on Coco's podcast because I would so love that. Yeah. Because my people, I bet are your, your type of people too. So I would love that so much. You know, when I met, when I met you, I might've already told you this, but uh, when I met you, it was like, (laughs) I just, I was just so excited because in my real world, I'm a bit of an an anomaly. Like my husband's in the Coast Guard and we've lived in Rhode Island, Hawaii, Rhode Island, Pennsylvania, and Maine now in the last like 10 years. And so in my physical world, 
I tend to be a bit of an anomaly. So then when I, when I meet, when I see people, I I like immediately when we were in that room together, virtual room together, I just immediately was like, Oh, there's one, there's one of your people. There (laughs) There she is. And then you reached out to me on Instagram. Like, I think during that meeting or something. And I was just like, okay, I heard you got you universe. Like we're going to, we're going to start a relationship. So I'm so grateful to have you in my orbit. Yeah. Isn't the internet amazing? I mean, for all the horrible things it can do to people, I use it truly to fill my world with beautiful humans. So thank you so much. I was just thinking the same thing. I'm so grateful and thank you for having me. And thank you for listening to your intuition and reaching out. All right. I told you it was like a coaching session and a conversation with a soulmate all wrapped into one, wasn't it? I found that conversation so nourishing and I hope you did too. So go follow Hannah over on Instagram. She's having that masterclass next week. If you're listening to this in real time, definitely sign up for it. We can all use mindset work. If you're here, I'm guessing that this is not a new concept to you. But if it is, go look her up. She is a ball of fire. She will she will simultaneously be a mirror to what you need to clean up and rewrite and also a cheerleader. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you did, would you leave me a review? Reviews are the best way to get this work out into the world. And next month is the one-year anniversary of the podcast, and I would love to do a final push as I launch the Etsy shop, as I launch One Piece a Day in April. I'm hoping to do some sort of thing here as well to continue the momentum, right? Because we all have the ability to create our own momentum. And I was listening to Rachel Hollis yesterday, which feels a bit like a blast from the past for me. Um, Back when I lived in Philly four years ago, I was consuming her content a lot. And she was very instrumental in my growth. And just like anything else, you know, you, you take what you need from the support and the guidance that you have in your world. And then maybe you kind of outgrow it and move on to the next teacher and the next teacher. I love filling my life with digital teachers, but it doesn't mean that they stay in my life forever. So Rachel was just a a snippet along my, my path. And yesterday, for whatever reason, I was drawn to one of her YouTube videos. I noticed that she hasn't been posting on social media besides kind of promoting the content that she's creating off of social media. So many of my virtual teachers have been stepping back from Instagram, which is an interesting observation that I am taking in. And Rachel said this thing that was just like, it just blew my my hair back. Comparison is the thief of momentum. So for, from this moment to the end of April, I am creating my own momentum and I am keeping my blinders on and reminding myself endlessly that 
Like, I am the one that's creating this momentum. I am the keeper of the energetic vibration of this work, and I am going to do it justice by putting it out into the world in a very special way. So stay tuned for that. So leave me a review and come over to Instagram. I'm at Coco the Inspirationist and DM me. Let me know what you thought. Go follow Hannah. And I hope you guys are having an awesome beginning to March. Today is the first day my kids get to go back to school without masks on. And honestly, it feels like such an incredible milestone. It's been a really long two years, a really short but really long two years. And I just found myself, when I got that email yesterday from the superintendent, I burst into tears. We're, we're getting there, you guys. We're getting there. And it's proof and evidence that we can do hard things. So I just want you to know that you are worthy. You are enough. And I hope that you take this opportunity to create the most beautifully abundant and joyful and ease-filled life and day you can. Okay, guys, until next time, have a great one.